Peace of the Lord be with you, Hope College. Again, happy Friday to all of you. We've made it to our third, fourth Friday. Is that right? Well, we're here. It's Friday. We have a lot of guests here today. Some of them are checking out Hope College for the first time. Some of them are here for the inauguration. We want to welcome you. It's a big day in the life of the college, and we'll get to that just in a moment. But this is also a big time in your life for each of you. Because this is a time and a season when you are being asked to name and describe one of the most important questions that's put before you. And that is, who are you? Your identity. Identity, I think, is one of the most important things that you will have to answer in your life because identity precedes activity. If you know who you are, you know what to do. But to answer the question of who are you, it's important to know whose are you. Who do you belong to, ultimately, that will shape the outcome of that important answer? It's one of the reasons why we're exploring the Gospel of John this, this year in chapel. The Gospel of John is 21 chapters, 879 verses, 15,635 words. It was written between 50 and 85 AD by uh, the Apostle John, the beloved disciple of Jesus. And the whole gospel was written so that you might know whose you are, that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ. And so throughout the gospel of John, it is put together like a masterpiece where there are all of these themes and sub-themes helping us to answer this question about who are you by answering whose are you. One of those sub-themes is the I am statements. In the Gospel of John, there are seven I am statements. And today, I want to launch into this and uh, explore one of my favorite I am statements of Jesus. John chapter 10, verse 14 to 15. John writes this. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for my sheep. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. If we want to know who Jesus is, it's wise for us to pay attention to what Jesus says about himself. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. With a discerning ear, he is saying, uncoding a fundamental truth of who his identity is. He is saying, I am the Messiah of God. A Hebrew imagination would have immediately heard and recognized this claim of Jesus, this divine claim. They would have been thinking about that story uh, of Moses. He's out in the wilderness. He's before a bush, lights on fire, and the bush starts to speak to him. And the bush says, I need you to go back to Egypt, back to the place where you're wanted for murder. And Moses says, I, I don't want to go there. I don't want to do that. The voice says, no, you need to go. And Moses says, well, if, if I go, who do I say sent me? And the voice says, tell them I am who I am sent me. So anytime you hear the word I am in scripture, it's a divine reference. When Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, he's making a claim about himself. The divine shepherd is also code for the king of Israel. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Jesus is saying, I am God. That same voice that spoke to Moses in the desert is the same voice that's speaking to you right now. 
And then Jesus goes on to say this. I know my own and my own know me. A couple verses down, it talks about his sheep recognize his voice. There's a sense of listening. There's a sense of relationship that happens. When we are in commune with God, with Christ, there's a certain sense of being able to hear his voice, to recognize that you belong to him. I got a puppy this summer. It's not going well. <laughs> he, he doesn't really recognize my voice. It takes time. It takes patience. It takes familiarity. But for those that recognize Jesus' voice, the call then is not just to hear, but then to follow it and to obey it. And that's hard because sometimes the voice of God is not always the voice we want to hear. Moses did not want to go back to Egypt, but that's what God called him to do. When you hear the word of God, the voice of God on your life, it makes a claim, and sometimes that claim can disrupt your plans, can challenge your politics, can disrupt your assumptions, can put you into a situation that you might not want it to have been in, but, but God said go. When you listen to God's voice, the voice of the good shepherd, it calls you out to where you can never return sometimes. And then Jesus says this, I'm the good shepherd. I know my own, my, my own know me. And then he says, I lay my life down for the sheep. It's remarkable. A good shepherd is one who will sacrifice everything for his people. It's a foreshadow in the Gospel of John, anticipation of the cross, where Jesus voluntarily gives up his life to take away the sin of the world. On the cross, because Jesus is the Messiah, God in the flesh, the eternal word made flesh for us and for our salvation, meaning, meaning that salvation, God has taken away the sins of the world. On the cross, Jesus has canceled out every sin of everyone once and for all, which means that whatever sin you're clinging onto, whatever weight that you're walking around, the good news is you can put that down. You can forgive yourself because you have been forgiven by a God, Jesus, who lays down his life for his sheep. It strikes me today that that's a really rare thing to find in leaders somebody who's willing to listen to God as well as sacrifice for God, to listen with a sense of intimacy to what God wants us to hear, and then to be able to respond to God and to sacrifice sometimes their own plans and agendas for what God is calling them to do. Today's a really big day in the life of Hope College. We have an inauguration of a president that's only happened 14 times since 1866. It's a really rare thing to find a leader, a president of a college like a Hope, who's really in tune to listening to God and to sacrifice for God. And by God's grace, we have such a leader that we inaugurate today, Matt Scogan and his wife, Sarah. I'm gonna invite them to come out. If you were, yeah, if you were here on Wednesday, you heard Matt say that in this space, he heard God speak to him, where God went from a concept to a relationship. 
In this space, God met him, and that put him on a life trajectory where he was in a habit of listening and responding and sacrificing for God. Matt has left Manhattan a whole career because he heard God's voice to apply to Hope College, and Hope College has given him the invitation to be our president. And today at 2 o'clock, we will inaugurate Matt as the 14th president. And it's a remarkable thing. It's an important thing. But one of the things that I've learned is that great leaders require great followers. And our call as Hope's people is to be praying for our president, be praying for his family, and to be praying for Hope College. And so we'd like to do that now for just a little bit of time. But before we pray, just to hear from Matt how we can pray for him, how we can pray for his family, and how we can pray for Hope. Uh, for me, you can pray for wisdom. You can pray that I continue to hear the voice of the Good Shepherd. And you can pray that I will be a good husband and a good dad, in addition to hopefully being a good president. For my family, you can pray for joy along this incredible journey that we're about to embark on. Anything else you want? <laughs> Lots, of stuff. Lots of stuff. Our kids probably would say that the ice cream never runs out in Phelps, so add that to the list of prayers. And for hope, here's what I'm praying for hope. I'm praying uh, for unity in diversity, and I'm praying that this small school would have the ability to have God-sized ambitions. Friends, I'd like you to stand. Yes, stand. Stand with me. I want you to just extend your hand out to Matt and Sarah, and I'll close us in prayer. Lord, thank you for bringing Matt and Sarah. We pray that Matt will be faithful to the call on his life. We pray, God, for his family, that you will give them joy and protection. Uh, be with their children. Be with Sarah protect them from the evil one, that this place would be a spot where their family would flourish. And finally, for Hope College, God, that we would be a college worthy of our name. We would be an institution that would produce leaders that were willing to hear you and to sacrifice for you that would go into all the world that you so love. So come, Lord Jesus, bless Matt and Sarah, their family, and Hope College today, now and forever for the nations and for generations yet unborn. And all in the house said, amen. In Christ's name, go in peace.